Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Weekly Pop. My name is Emma Sasek, and I'm the editor-in-chief here at The Vidette. And as always, I'm joined here with... Kevin Schwaller, one of the news editors at The Vidette. So, last night, the 60th, 60-something Grammy Awards were on. <laughs> and as always, we were disappointed by numerous things at the Grammys. It just keeps happening. This award Every season. time. Every time. Um, so, Bruno Mars took home the biggest awards of the year. Basically, album of the year, record of the year, and song of the year. Good for him. Um, however... Uh, we realized, actually, everyone realized that there were only maybe two, one or two, not uh, wins for women that were shown because there's so many categories, so they do a bunch beforehand. So people won for those earlier, but on stage, like during the event itself, only one person, I believe, Alicia Carr, yeah. for best new artist, mm-hmm. uh, she was the only one that won. A- Grammy. And then we saw Rihanna go on stage too, but it was because it was for Kendrick Lamar for loyalty, their duet. And so the biggest snub of the night went to Kesha. Uh, Well, the win went to Ed Sheeran for Best Pop Album and Best Pop Song, but quite literally everyone on earth was rooting for Kesha to win for either of those because the entire theme of the night was Time's Up, you know, talking about sexual harassment, and obviously everyone knows what has been happening with Kesha for the past couple of years, especially on her new album was a comeback album, the new song Praying, which was nominated as All About, that entire subject, and she delivered the best performance of the night, hands down. One of the best performances ever. Yeah, she was joined with so many women on stage, they were all in white, all in solidarity, not just for Kesha, but for all the women Mm. that have been abused, assaulted, what anything in the past in their past and ed sheeran wasn't even there to collect his award <sighs> so honestly they used kesha for ratings <laughs> everyone knew that she was going to deliver some kind of political you know statement with her song which she did and that was what a lot of people were looking forward to that's really what i was looking exactly forward to. yeah when i saw kesha perform I'm like great we have to watch the grammys right? and then she has to perform after she loses with the, and then again it was the highlight of the show it was one of the biggest highlights of the grammys ever i think mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. And she was snubbed by someone that sang a song about meeting a woman at the bar. And liking her body. Yeah. Hmm. And that uh, Suicide Hotline song, Lost yeah. to Bruno Mars. It did. About That's What I Like, which I yeah. get it's a bop, though. And, and Cardi B and Bruno performed. There were a lot of and Wild Thoughts with Rihanna and DJ uh-huh. Khaled. It was a great lineup. It really was. But Lord was shut out, too, for the lineups. Yeah, she was the only, um, was it Album of the Year mm-hmm. nominee that was not asked to perform on the Grammy stage. And it's usually, like... That's the category that everybody typically performs for, you know. Or at least is invited to perform. Yes. And I don't think Jay-Z performed. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. But she really was, yeah, I think they they definitely probably offered it to Jay-Z, mm-hmm. but not to her. And and then a, pro- a producer of the Grammys today came out and said, well, women should just really step it up to either, I either get a nomination or get a win. I don't know. So. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that men are doing different than women in terms of making music and releasing it and having people buy it. So. Not even, I'm surprised Esposito didn't win anything. I mean, I don't like the song, but I'm surprised it didn't win anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, so yet again, the Grammys were a disappointment. It was Beyonce versus Beck, Kendrick Muller versus Taylor Swift, Beyonce versus Adele, all of this happening again and again, but this time, for me, the biggest snub was Kesha and Ed versus Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. even though she delivered the best performance of ever. Ever. <laughs> but, you know what? Well, you know what? Grammys, whatever. Moving on to something that we care about, people we love. We saw... Proud Mary with Tarashi P. Henson this <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, and also similar to the Grammys, though, it was a pretty much a big disappointment with great performances. 
Uh, Taraji was fantastic in this movie. She can really do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But we were just kept laughing about the editing of the movie. It was absolutely awful. It is the worst <laughs> film editing I've ever seen in my life. Was, we were like talking about like how it looked like a music video, like how fa- fast paced <laughs> the shots were, and then you were counting the. I was counting how many times they had the same clip play over and over again. Whether it was Taraji pulling into a parking <laughs> spot, leaving, like going through a gate, mm. whatever it may be. I literally said this happened. Like 15 minutes ago. And there was one scene towards the end where her mouth wasn't moving while she was talking. So, and there's this huge thing a lot of people were noticing how Sony wasn't really promoting this movie and Taraji was really the only one doing it and that how that was super, you know, problematic and exhausting. Sony should have just tried harder because it wasn't the actor's fault. I no. mean, it's not like the script was that good in the first place, but again, the actors were there and did their thing mm-hmm. and then they were treated poorly by all these editors. And we sat during the credits looking for the editors and the sound mixers and sound editors because we're like, who are these people? Like, just do the literal bare minimum of your job, which Mm. is edit a film so that these things don't happen. That is the prime example of what not to do as a film editor. Yeah, they did it. They did. Yeah. They did it really hard. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, speaking of movies, the Oscar nominations came out last week right after our podcast. And we were pretty right about a lot of things. Also, there were a lot of snubs, not anything too notable in my opinion, but we weren't entirely right. So, which I'm, I guess I'm relieved in that sense mm-hmm. because last week we kept talking about how everything was super repetitive. Something they did different for Best Picture this year is they have nine nominees, which they usually don't. It's usually either eight or ten. It's been ten for the past couple of years, yeah. though. And so. The two that we really didn't think would be nominated are Phantom Thread and Darkest Hour. We had The Big Sick and I, Tanya as two possible contenders. We just completely rolled these two out. Yeah, I think we went out of our way last week to say that they weren't going to get nominated. And here we are. But the other nominees include Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. So the other nominees are definitely ones that we said would get nominated ones that everybody else said would get nominated, and I, they all deserve a spot in this place. I think the only category we were 100% right with was lead actress, yes. and that's the one I was going to put my money on anyway. And, and then I included, did put my money on it. <laughs> and then included Sally Hawkins, Frances McDormand, Margot Robbie, Saoirse Ronan, and Meryl Streep. Every other act credit category, we botched at least one thing. Yeah. But I'm happy, I mean, I'm disappointed, but I'm happy because, you know, people, they're kind of changing it up from the SAGs, Critics' Choice, Golden Globes. It just gets exhausting at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So for lead actor, they have Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Kaluuya, Gary Oldman, which are all ones that I think you, both of us said. But they decided to go with Denzel Washington rather than... For a movie that no one saw. (laughs) (laughs) He can never do us wrong. He can never do us wrong. But they decided to go with Washington rather than James Franco and Tom Hanks. And I think I mentioned last week how James Franco probably might get kicked out of this Mm -hmm. category because of all the sexual... And we were saying how Tom yeah. Hanks deserved the nomination. Yes. So, did. yeah, I mean, four out of five is not bad. And then same thing happened with supporting actor. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, and Sam Rockwell were nominated. You were the one that said Christopher Plummer would get a nom. I was the one that said Woody Harrelson might get a nom. And then that kicks out Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name, and we were bummed about that. He did deserve it. He really did. And so did Michael Stuhlberg mm-hmm. for any of the movies he was in, really. Because he was in all of them. But, so, for Four out of five is not bad again. And then supporting actress, it was Mary J. Blige, Allison Janney, Leslie Manville, Laurie Metcalf, and Octavia Spencer. And we definitely did not see Leslie Manville 
coming at all for no. Phantom Thread, but she definitely was the best part of that she movie. She was the best part of that movie, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> and then director was, it was like, it was mostly what you said. The biggest, m- most people were saying, oh my god, I can't believe he didn't get nominated, but we couldn't be happier, uh, was the director of Three Billboards. He got kicked out because Phantom Thread's director, Paul Thomas Anderson, got that final spot, and I'm... V- Phantom Thread's best movie of the year now. <laughs> and joined with Paul Thomas Anderson, R. Guillermo del Toro, Greta Gerwig, Jordan Peele, and Christopher Nolan. Out of the 90 Academy Awards in the past, Greta Gerwig is only the fifth woman to get a Best Director nomination. So do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. But she does deserve it. <laughs> she does. Um, and Jordan Peele is actually the third person to have Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay noms. And this is his directorial debut, too. It is. And Same with Greta, too. Yeah, and so rightfully deserved for all, both of them. Yeah. And for the screenplays, we predicted... We didn't predict the entire category for Adapted and Original last week, but we did say Calling By Your Name, Get Out, and Lady Bird. Calling By Your Name for Adapted Screenplay, Get Out and Lady Bird for Original Screenplay, and both were nominated, rightfully so. And I'm super happy that Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani got nominated for The Big Sick for Original Screenplay. However, that's the only um, a, a nomination that the film got. But still love it. Still so happy about them. I was like following Kumail on Twitter that entire yeah. day where he was just like, I've never gotten more texts in a 30-second <laughs> time span in my life. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm happy to say that The Big Sig is now an Oscar-nominated film, which it deserves, so good for them. Something else that we're really excited about, we're holding hands right now. We we, are. Because we know (laughs) what this means to us, but Beauty and the Beast is a two-time Oscar-nominated film. It should be like seven, but I'll take two. That's right. (laughs) It got production design and costume design. Which is what we were 100% spot on with. However, we were going to say, we did say it was going to get Best Original Song Forevermore. It did not. Mm -mm. And also, to this day, I'm still baffled it did not get a visual effects nomination. Yes, that was, as we said, I, I received the Academy press releases, and that was... Like, months ago, they kicked out Beauty and the Beast for that category, which I don't understand why Emma Watson co-starred with Air in that movie. The entire movie is Emma Watson talking to nothing. <laughs> but whatever. whatever. It is still a multi-nominated Oscar film. And we couldn't be happier. We can't wait to <laughs> hopefully buy re-released copies of the movie that says, now nominated for two Academy Awards. And that's what I was saying earlier with Get Out, My Roommate Owns It. And so I was, like, waiting to buy it so I can get that little sticker that says nominated for four Academy Awards or winner of how many Academy Awards and when Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird get DVD releases they'll have those little banners at the top and I cannot to purchase both. That's right. But the nominees for Best Original Song because this was one of the categories we talked about last week mm-hmm. is Mighty River, Mystery of Love, Remember Me, Stand Up for Something, and This Is Me. I had uh, everything except Mighty River because th- that spot went to Evermore for me. Yes, I was gonna say mystery of love remember me this is me evermore and stand up for something oh yeah yeah might same exact thing i didn't realize that yeah as long as evermore was on this list then i was just like you know what i don't care what else is nominated as long as you put in uh, remember me as well absolutely (laughs) so it was up in the air but anyway i'm happy that there were just a few surprises in there and you know enough to keep us a little bit on our toes But other than that, we're still pretty spot on with our guesses and stuff, and we're still going to have a wonderful Oscar palette. Absolutely. And I was saying, like, this the snubs for this year weren't as bad for me as last year. Like, for example, I'm still baffled to this day that Taraji P. Henson does not have an Oscar nomination for Hidden Figures yeah. when she was better than the majority of the actress category. Yeah. And, I mean, same thing, I guess, we don't say with Jennifer Florence, her mother, but 
That's what we get for releasing a movie in September. They're too busy racking up Razzies. Yes, they are. Oh. Um, and same with Jennifer Aniston for Cake. There's been a lot of notable snubs in the past for me that I just don't get. And so I'm pretty content with this year's nominations and snubs. It's nothing that's like, like we would have loved to see Evermore and Army Hammer nominated, but it's not anything where it's just like too heartbreaking. Yeah, we'll be... We'll be okay. But speaking of Oscars, Emma and I have a little surprise that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Basically, this is the new thing we do with Happy, like we did with Happy Death Day, <laughs> where we just become extremely annoying and we talk about it once for the like once a week, every week for the next several weeks until we can finally reveal what it is. Mm-hmm. So yes, now this is just like a little promo for it. But <laughs> next week we'll probably be like, okay, so this week's hint is this. <laughs> this is related to this. This is. This involves this person, so you'll get a new hint every single week up until the time when we release said project or do something with said project. (laughs) Do anything with said project. Do anything with whatever this may be. So just stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, and unfortunately for the next several weeks, you will have to listen to us talk about this, just as we did with Happy Death Day. (laughs) So happy January, everybody. Happy January, February, and March. So yeah, stay on the lookout for that. And yeah, I think that wraps up this week. That wraps up this week. So... For Weekly Pop, I'm Emma Sassett. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we'll see you next week.